Well, hello there. Welcome to Cavalcade. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Two ducks, a horse, and an orangutan. And the other four letter words were taken. These aren't your cats. If I had to guess, I'd say two fingers. I can explain. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. You know what? Who's going to shoot? What does it take to change a life? These aren't your cats. Is it supposed to burn? Cavalcade is brought to you by Harbor Repertory Theater. My name is Keith Bridges. I'm the Artistic Director of Harbor Rep, and I want to thank you for listening. When I originally cooked up the idea for the show, I wasn't planning on regularly including music. But it seems that no matter what I intended, we are starting to have new music as a staple of the show. And now this is one of the few habits in my life I am happy to have developed. After some conversations amongst ourselves and the company, and some encouragement from both of you listeners, we decided to keep this new music segment going. And with that, I would like to introduce Anastasia Ellis. She is a singer-songwriter based right here in the Twin Cities. She's been kind enough to let us play one of her songs in this episode. She was also able to join me on a call a few days ago and share some of her thoughts on her music in general, and this song in particular. This is The Battle Is On by Anastasia Ellis. Kicked up, beaten down, bashed up, thrown to the side Thought that I was nothing, thought that I was running out of time Maybe I should just give up, maybe the same meant for my life Well guess what, I ain't giving up, I'm gonna take control of my life So I wrote The Battle Is On when I was a junior in college. I was going through a really tough time. I was about to fail two two classes and my professors were saying that I wasn't right for this major. That was that was my battle at the time and also just trying to trying to prove everybody wrong like what do you mean that I shouldn't be a part of this I want to be in music I want to be a singer songwriter that's all I've ever wanted to be like since I was a very very little girl there's no way you're gonna there's no way you're gonna tell me any anything otherwise A lot of my songs that I write, most of my songs that I write, um, I write it like I'm writing in my diary. They're they're true stories. They they speak to how I was feeling at that at that moment in time. I will sometimes write songs in my diary because it just it just feels necessary. talking to one of my friends and he was just like oh yeah I've been listening to to your song the battle is on and it has a much different meaning right now to to me the battle is for my rights for people of color's rights that's the battle that we're facing but I will be strong I will be strong I will be strong, 
AnastasiaEllisMusic.com, spelled, well, just like it sounds. Or find her music on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, you know, all the places for music these days. Dunsworth wants to be your mayor again. You can call him a lot of things, but he sure is persistent. But you don't have to take my word for it. You could ask any one of his four wives. If Billy can't commit to a wife, what makes you think he'll commit to our town? What happens when a younger town comes along? Our town deserves a mayor that married the first girl he ever kissed 41 years ago, and the only girl he's ever known. Stable, committed, devoted, and frankly, missionary leadership is what you'll get from me, Dean Peterson. I'm Dean Peterson. I approve this message along with Billy Dunsworth's first three wives. I'm Oscar Bombadasco, and I sell paperclips. You may have heard of Bombadasco paperclips. They are the best paperclips in the world by far. And do you know why that is? It's because I make them the best. And I sell them in my store, Bombadasco paperclips. And that's all I do. Make paperclips and sell paperclips. All I sell in my paperclip store is paperclips. Bombadasco paperclips. I don't sell pencils. I don't sell printers and computer crap. No cell phone crap. No electric gadgets or electronic doohickeys. I don't sell notebook paper, or printing paper, or typing paper, or construction paper. No paper at all, okay? No pens, erasers, whiteboards, chalkboards, or chalk for that matter. No push pins, hole punches, tape, thumbtacks, school supplies, other than paper clips. No hardware of any kind. No calendars, greeting cards, playing cards, note cards, post-it notes, glue, golf pencils, magic markers, art supplies, crayons, binders, folders, desks, chairs, no furniture of any kind, no candy, no chewing gum or popcorn or snacks, no food or groceries of any kind, and none of those weird instant coffee cup thingies either. And of course, God forbid, I do not sell staplers. The worst invention ever. What kind of barbarian chooses to destroy their papers just to hold them together? Especially when they could be using Bombadasco paperclips. You know what I sell? That's right, Bombadasco paperclips. Find my store, 
get yourself some of the best paper clips you will ever own. All brass, handmade, heavy as hell, just $75 a dozen. Bombadasco paper clips. Clip papers like you mean it. I don't know about you, but I haven't had this much time on my hands since I was a kid, which has led me to do a dangerous amount of reflecting. And I gotta say, I've made some startling realizations. For instance, take live action role playing games. You know, the games where players dress up and portray fictional characters in the real world. Well, I've never been a live action role playing player. I've never even understood it. But now, with the times and all, I realize I've suddenly become a live action role playing fanatic. Over these last few months, I've gone on more quests than I did in my entire childhood. Because now, every time I step out of the house, I'm imagining that I'm on a quest. Oh, I have to check the mail? Quest. Mow the lawn? Quest. Go to the grocery store? A monumental quest. Dare I say, a Game of Thrones type quest. I've also been coming up with elaborate backstories to go with each quest. Like the last time I weed whacked. I was no longer just some guy with too much time on his hands. No. I was a weed whacking wizard sent to wreak havoc on the fence line between my property and my curmudgeony neighbors. Most importantly, I was triumphant. I whittled that snarly beast down to an inch. Yeah, I've enjoyed quite a bit of success on my quests, but every live action role player has a nemesis. Mine? My nemesis has been the ever elusive Clorox wipes. Honestly, any brand of disinfectant wipes would work. I would even settle for the moist towelettes you unlock after you polish off 24 blazing hot chicken wings. Because my situation is dire. I've had none of the Clorox in any form whatsoever. My entire stash of sanitary supplies is bleak. But what gnaws at me the most is that my situation wouldn't be so dire if I hadn't thrown away every small bottle of hand sanitizer I've gotten in gift bags. So yes, my quest for the Clorox has been grueling to say the least, and has left me stymied at every corner store. Believe me, it hasn't been for a lack of determination either. I've been thorough, walking through every aisle, meticulously hawking for the Clorox. Store after store I've journeyed, and store after store I've scoured for the Clorox. I've looked high and low. I've looked in the frozen food section, behind milk cartons. I've snuck into janitorial closets, been stalking layaway. I've even braved the perilous ether of the Amazon, searched the cyber bowels of the target. Still, no signs of the Clorox anywhere. I've been giving myself pep talks, keeping myself prepared for when I did encounter the Clorox. Because if I learned anything from live action role playing, it's that live action role players are cutthroat. Therefore, I'm cutthroat too. That's why I've opened up a Clorox specific credit card and swore to myself, when I found the Clorox, I would buy them all 
and keep them captive in my dungeon. But as time wore on, I could feel my motivation dwindle and all the failures I racked up started taking a toll on my confidence. Any ambition to create captivating backstories waned. My once fierce determination was no more. I still went through the motions, store after store, aisle after aisle, site after site, but I had accepted that I'd never find the Clorox. Then one day, sluggish from my tireless pursuit, I aimlessly pushed an empty cart down an aisle at my local grocer when I caught a glimpse of shimmering yellow and green packages. My heavy eyelids sprung open. I did a double take. It couldn't be. Yes, yes it was. There they were. Aha. My quest for the Clorox was over. My newfound live-action role-playing instincts kicked into autopilot. I shoveled every single yellow and green package into my cart and raced off for the checkout. I piled all the wipes onto the conveyor belt. So, the cashier shot me some weird looks. I didn't care. I did a little jive, puffed out my chest, slapped down my Clorox-specific credit card, and seized the whole lot. I sped back to my lair, hauled my score inside, dumped out my holy grail onto the kitchen table, excited to revel in my victory. But then, as if in a Shakespearean tragedy, I realized I had been evaded by the Clorox yet again. See, I hadn't seized a lot of Clorox wipes. Rather, I had seized a lot of Preparation H wipes. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, to all those who have gone on a quest to my local grocer in search of Preparation H, I'm sorry, and I would happily exchange the entire lot I have for the Clorox. breed of man abandons family and all responsibility to fish on a frozen lake for hours on end. They are the ice holes. Episode one. Dale. 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 What? If you ask me, you're better off not finding it. You'd have to speak at my funeral. Can you imagine Jody shit a hot dish when I changed my Facebook picture to me with that 13-pound walleye I caught last spring? This is what happens when you go fishing with Lance. She'd have to go through me. And there's no going through me. I guess. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Dale. Hey, Lance. The window of the blazer is all iced up. How long have you guys been out here? All night, I reckon. All night? One day you'll stay out all night in a fish house because you're scared of your old lady, too. If Darlene asked me to, I'd die waiting in a fish house. What kind of dumb request is that? And how is Darlene the woman of your dreams? She has four kids with four guys. That woman is attainable. I don't know. She stands to inherit that bait shop. She's plenty tall and hardy. 
but we've been out all night because I can't find my ring, and I don't know what to tell Jody. Won't she be worried about you? I'd say it's a sign. I hope she's worried. Then when she finds out I'm alive, maybe she won't even care about the ring. Yeah, you know how little wedding rings mean to most women. I know. I'm done for. This is my last fishing trip, boys. Let's tip a few back. It's 7 a.m. Right. We don't have enough beer to drink all day. Just one apiece until 10. Speaking of Darlene, where is the bait? What did you guys want again? I got some frozen minnows. Frozen minnows? You can't catch squat with frozen minnows. Well, just break them out. You can always tuck one or two in your sock to thaw them while you jig. I can't lie to you guys. I scraped these off the ice from outside the house next door. What happened to the bait shop? This is what we've become? Scavengers? What's next? You planning to steal some beers out of other people's coolers? I'm really not against that. It's not like they were going to use the minnows. I think I blew it with Darlene. What's there to blow? Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Tell us about it. So I went in there when they opened, right at 5.30. I saw a car parked out front, so I got my good Carhartt jacket out of the toolbox, smoothed my hair a little, gave myself a pep talk, planned out how I was going to say, hey, you're up early. Are the minnows even awake yet? But I got in there and she was looking so good. Bait shop, Darlene? Like no makeup, wears men's overalls, Darlene? Skull ring in her jeans, Darlene. She's got her hair pulled back and her flannel is down a button and she's a little sweaty because she just got done shoveling off the walk and she smells like minnows and I got all flustered. So I asked for a tin of the mint Kodiak that's up on the top shelf to get a second and collect myself and she reaches up and her shirt lifts up a bit and shows a few inches of belly and she tugs it back down and gets kind of embarrassed. So I say, I think your scar looks cute shows who you are. Oh, oofta. You complimented her C-section scar? I mean, there was just something about it. Like, she was showing that just to me. You know how in the summer she wears a one-piece and shorts? No. A anyway, she told me to never come back, and I didn't get any bait. Jesus. Blackballed from a bait shop. And blue-balled by Darlene's belly scar. I think these minnows are going to work. We can do Lance's sock thing, and they'll be fine. They're not even whole minnows. Some say the minnows are half gone, but I say they're half there. This one has a lot of Copenhagen frozen to it. While I love snuff. That's not true. Give me what you got there. I know what to do. There, you're free. Burial at sea. How are we going to fish now? Once you blow with the bait, we were never going fishing. Now we're drinking. I came to fish. Can't fish without bait. It's a shoddy carpenter that blames the tools. Who talks like that? No wonder you weirded Darlene out. Did you write an ode to her belly wound? I'm going to my truck. I'll find something. And tonight, when I'm eating walleye, you two will be eating crow. I gotta find that ring. Why'd you even take it off for? Jody hates it when I come back smelling like fish and... I don't know, something about that ring, it just traps the goo right down next to my finger, and it doesn't wash off. I remember that feeling. Wedding rings are dumb anyway. Good way to lose a finger in an accident. Or your freedom and manhood over a few decades. Find something good? Good enough. That looks like scraps of cardboard. Maybe to you. This is a damn walleye magnet. Don't know why I never thought of using it before. Is that a pine tree air freshener? Cinnamon roll. Fish can't even smell. That's not true. Smell travels six times faster through water. That's sound. And smell and taste. And how come you can't smell it when you fart in the tub until it comes all the way up? Why are you farting in the tub? 
or taking baths. You're a grown man. Take a damn shower. It's relaxing. I've been back to baths for 15 years ever since I got rid of that banshee Rhonda. I don't have anybody nagging at me. Lance, you're farting in the tub again? Don't push so hard. You remember last time? Wait, are you saying you've shit in the tub? Don't act like you've never. It's like being in a shower. Nobody wants to admit it, but we all do it. I've never shit in the tub. How many times have you shit in the tub? Since that Arby's opened up? Every time I drive back from Duluth. You're really not ashamed of this. So, do you just stay in there then? With it? No. It's obviously the end of the bath. Jesus, I'm not an animal. Hey, I, I got something. Is it a ring? No, it, it's huge. It, it, it's really fighting me, boys. Got only 15 pounds. Oh, I told you all I love cinnamon. You're hooked on the bottom. No, no, look how it bends my rod without me pulling. Holy Moses, it really is bending his rod on its own. I'll be damned. But I bet it's not a walleye, probably just some nasty old eel pal. <laughs> Lot of ruckus next door. Women. I came here to get away from those harpies. <laughs> now I have to hear them clucking and squawking, probably watching the bachelor. <laughs> I, I got him now! Finally getting my line in! Wait. Got any more air freshener? Wait. He, he's fighting back. Relax, you're hooked on one of those bimbos next door. What? Oh, oh. That was my lucky rod. It's a piece of air freshener on a hook. Go get your rod back. She ripped his rod right off. Sounds about right. Watch this, he's going to have to talk to him. He's at the door. Holy smokes, she's beautiful. I don't trust her. She hooked him on purpose. To get what, his 1988 F-150? His part-time dock installation money? They're downstream. He's talking to her. She's laughing. <laughs> Here he comes. Oh, wasn't that something? She liked you. What'd you say to her? Just made a joke about her being the prettiest hooker I'd ever seen. That is not a good line. Yeah, she she wasn't so impressed. But I told her that women make me nervous, and she asked me about the air freshener, and I told her the bait story. You told her about complimenting another woman on her C-section scar? Yeah, and then she said, I have a scar, and showed me a little one on her arm. So... You got her number? No. Should I have? I got her name. Hell no. All she wants from you is your male essence. A succubus like that will drain you dry. I'm going back over. They're leaving. Until we meet again, Beth. This was Ice Holes. Written by Zachary Olson and Robert Burrill. With Robert Burrill, Keith Bridges, Zachary Olson, and Raina Kay. Directed by Robert Burrill. Dunsworth here, your once and future mayor. My opponent, Dean Peterson, has some criticisms about my marital status, which, yes, has changed four times, or eight if you count being single. 
But what he calls a lack of commitment, I call matrimonial dynamics. Yes, I have had four wives, but isn't that basically the same thing as getting elected four times? Do you want a mayor who married the first girl he ever saw that didn't have the same last name? Or do you want a mayor who can change with the times? I want to know what everybody in town thinks, while Dean Peterson has only ever polled one person. I'm Billy Dunsworth, and I'm not just running for mayor, I'm sprinting. I'm Billy Dunsworth, and I approve the hell out of this message. Hi, Keith Bridges here again. Before we finish up, I wanted to ask, if you are willing and able, please help us out with a donation. Anything you can do will make a difference. Just go to cavalcadepodcast.com and click on the button that says, please support the show. Your support is what will keep the show going. Thanks a lot. Hello, I'm Robert Burrell, and it's a very special couples edition of Take 5. Uh, my host is the lovely and talented Becky Gonzalez, my fiance. This is 100% nepotism. Honey, why don't you go ahead and kick this bad boy All off? Right, I, will. I also wanted to make sure people knew that you weren't completely banished to the basement alone. No. Yeah, we're uh, we're both down here now. Yeah. Uh, your yeah. father and your daughter uh, only upstairs. Yeah. yeah. So I would imagine it's pretty messy and there's no more food left. Yeah. All right. Well... In other news, uh, 57-year-old Evander Holyfield says he's down to fight Mike Tyson for a third time, saying, bite off a piece of me once, shame on you. Bite off a piece of me twice, it's probably something I'm into. There we go. Yeah, Good recovery. A bit, but I, got the, I, got I don't think anyone I noticed. An Iranian military training accident killed 19 of their own sailors and wounded another 15. Uh, when asked for an explanation, the Iranian military placed the blame squarely on Israel. Classic mind control. It's a class textbook. Still me. Yeah, this is your favorite joke. Hard to believe we haven't done this before. Uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono's former Palm Beach estate is now for sale at $47.5 million. Lennon originally bought the house to get away from her solo album. Yeah, a lot of screaming, a lot of screaming going on there. Yeah, that's mostly what it is. R. Kelly is making yet another plea for early release after going 0 for 2 in trying to claim he's at risk for contracting the virus in jail. This time, he's claiming he's at risk because he's, quote, likely diabetic. Kelly then went on to offer to provide a urine sample, and the judge said, I've seen how you do that. We're good. I think Kelly would be more at risk for contracting COVID-13. Yeah. Underage virus. Sort of this thing. It's pretty sad. Well, President Trump has called the United States Post Office a joke. I think the reason Trump hates the post office is because he's jealous of anyone that actually delivers. There we go. Burn. All right. Uh, Politico reports that California Senator Kamala Harris has emerged as an early favorite in Joe Biden's hunt for his VP pick. She does balance out the ticket by being younger, black, a woman, and uh, when she talks, she uses all parts of the sentence. Which See, you, you bash the yeah, right, you bash the left, yeah. balance, balance comedy show. Mm -hmm. Oh, still you. Oh, it's still me. 
Uh, vice, speaking of vice presidents, uh, Vice President Mike Pence's spokeswoman, Katie Miller, has contracted the virus. Uh, Miller is the wife of Trump's advisor, Stephen Miller, which makes the virus the second most harmful thing she's had inside her. There you go. After Miller's diagnosis, there have been conflicting reports on whether Pence will self-isolate or finally come out. He'll get there. He'll get there one day. Uh, the self-isolation should be an easy transition for Pence, as he has been self-isolating from credibility since 2016. And the former fiancé of the lead singer of Smash Mouth, Steve Harwell, has filed for a restraining order against him. The judge directed the singer to stay away from her like he has everything relevant since 2001. I totally fucked that up. That's all right. Suck it, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth apparently is... They don't even deserve a good joke. ...relevant band. I don't even know who the hell they are. You get the all-star. Hey, now. Oh, okay. I don't know names. I just know know songs. I was like 10. Well, that was a good song. Yeah, the one. Yeah. All right. Bringing this thing in for a landing. Uh, Best for last. Here we go. According to the Daily Star, uh, the number of British nudists has more than doubled since April, as the British have found that to be uh, the most effective way for preventing anyone from getting close to them. Uh, Not uh, not an attractive uh, group, the Brits, uh, except Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, For any nudist Brits out there, uh, if you're going to be taking your temperature in the park, do everyone a favor and go with the oral thermometer. Uh, I don't I don't think the masks work if it's the only thing that you're wearing. Like, I thought the upper lip was supposed to be the stiff thing. That's all for us. Thanks for taking five. I'm Robert Burrell. And I'm Becky Gonzalez. Cavalcade is created by artists all over the U.S. and produced in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul by Harbor Repertory Theater. Harbor Rep is Mario Baldessari, Robert Burrill, Rachel Bridges, Patrick Coyle, Tiffa Foster, Raina Kay, Brian Miller, Zachary Olson, Neil Patrick Peterson, James Utt, and me, Keith Bridges. When you have a minute, visit our website at cavalcadepodcast.net. You can find out more about us, donate to support the show, subscribe or, I don't know, something. Or maybe just leave us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, thanks for listening. Thank you.